0: At you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. It is me. Yes. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? Thanks for listening. Uh, episode 181 here of The Drop Set, I'm recording on. What is it? Wednesday, April twenty first. It's eleven thirty in the morning, and uh, I figured, hey, no time like the present. Let's do it. So I had grand plans last week, Monday of report, recording an episode, uh, I had some things to discuss, nothing super critical that couldn't wait. And uh, the thing is, um, if you've seen, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm not making a huge deal of it, but I've mentioned it a couple times. Um, I have shingles right now, which um, this will become the shingles awareness episode of the drop set, just what everybody wanted. I know. So uh, the way it works, apparently for those who are not familiar, the uninitiated Please do not interpret this as medical advice or assume it to be accurate in any way uh, because I am going off of a slightly uh, hazy memory of what I read online. But apparently if you have chicken pox as a kid, that chickenpox virus will just sits dormant in your body until it decides to get reactivated at some later date in life. And uh, for me, that later date was April 4th of this year for some reason. Um, and usually it hits you when you're older. Um, and the, the factors that can keep it, uh, that that can um, cause it to come back are significant, um, stress episodes like, you know, death in the family, something like that. Well, there's, there's nothing like that here. Um, you know, uh, I wish my dog would poop outside more regularly derby. I'm looking at you, um, but she does a pretty good job. That's really about the thing that stresses me out the most. Uh, it's, it's not too bad. Your work is stressful, but it always is There's nothing special now um, or a, uh, a compromised immune system. Um, and they, they t- say, they say often it will come about if you have a cancer diagnosis or something like that. So immediately I'm like, Oh shit, Jesus! I hope not. Good. Yeah, I mean, I feel okay. Other, I have felt okay otherwise. So I don't know. Um, but you know, what did happen is my symptoms started on April 4th and, uh, I got my first COVID vaccine on April 2nd. So my theory without proof or anything like that, is I got the vaccine, I didn't experience any direct symptoms from that, you know, a lot of people will experience flu-like symptoms, I didn't, I think probably because my immune system worked to fight it off, but then my immune system was compromised a little bit, and that virus found a pathway to reactivate, so um, that's my theory, I don't know, and if that is correct, I would do it again in a heartbeat, because who cares, you know, <laughs> I mean, come on, um, and I will have to do it again in uh, nine days, actually, I go back in for shot number two, so um, so that's interesting. Um, but uh, the outcome of shingles like the only thing that i knew and this was based on like commercials for what i assume now is valtrex um which is the medication the antiviral that they give you for it and it's like the default recommendation prescription that everybody takes for shingles so i'm assuming these were those commercials for that that i saw on tv some years back when they were pushing that um i know that there's like some kind of a rash associated with it and so i got that i won't go into details on it but it was pretty small um and it itched like a Mm. I mean, it was nuts. It was like hydrocortisone. Come on. Just give me a bath in that crap Um, So but the thing that that happened the symptoms that I got initially were this um, Burning pain in my leg It was weird. I'm like well, I did a leg workout a a couple days back because it's just soreness from that It feels more superficial Um, Like it feels like it's the skin, but I look i'm like the skin's fine. I don't know And then this rash develops not in the same area I'm like, well, that's weird. I'm like, well, what is that? And so I'm Googling symptoms and I put the two of them together and it says, oh, it's probably shingles. (laughs) I'm like, oh, so the leg is actually nerve pain is what that is. So um, those are both um, ways in which shingles manifests itself. So the, the pain in the leg was really secondary at first. And then the rash was like you know, the itching. And plus it just looks gross as hell. <laughs> You're like, Oh my God, I look like the elephant, man. This is awful. And, you know, some people do get it like on their neck and their face. You can get it in your eye and that could actually lead to blindness. So, um, it's, uh, But that was like, okay, it came and then it went, it's pretty much totally healed and gone now. And then that's when the nerve pain started to ratchet up a bit. And the best way that I could describe it is it feels like a sunburn that's constantly getting slapped. Um, that's how it feels. That's how it like you look and you expect to see like bright red lobster skin and it's nothing. There's absolutely nothing abnormal about where, about, um, how the skin looks where it is. So right now it's on my left quad starting about four inches above the knee. And it comes up from there. It goes inside to the adductor. It goes outside to the gluteus medius, up around the waist, just a little left of center, and then around to the glute gluteus max and then up into the lower back flank around your kidney right there that's where it is all on the left side for me and um for a while and that the concern there is it seems like it's actually spreading um even as it kind of lessens in severity um for a while last week it was like about an eight out of ten pretty much all the time <laughs> it was it was pretty miserable right now it's about i would say a four or a five out of ten again pretty much all the time um worse when i'm up and walking around or when i'm sleeping and like turn over on my side it'll wake me up every time I'm, i'm a big flopper back and forth one side to the other in my sleep and now every time i turn over it wakes me up so um so as a result of that and maybe just on its own also just like really really tired all the time and so I'm in a position now where it's like, well, I've just got to kind of ignore this for now. Um, and you know, there, there are medications you can take for nerve pain um, that are designed for that. They're non-opioids, things like gabapentin and stuff like that. So I'm investigating options like that just because this could be something that goes on for a little while. Um, sometimes it lasts for a couple of weeks. Sometimes it lasts for several months. Um, you know, there are cases if you read online where people deal with it coming on and off for years. So i um, not really excited about that. So, um, that's the situation. So right now I'm, I'm playing around with, well, do I go back to working out just lightly? Just cause I've, I've taken, you know, upwards of a week and a half off at this point. Um, about like 10 days. Uh, and, uh, I don't know. I, I did try yesterday. I'm like, let me just do 20 minutes of arms, something really easy and controlled and predictable. It's not lower body and see how it goes and it went okay. I mean, you know, everything responded pretty readily. It was ready to work, you know, <laughs> muscles responded nicely after being rested for so long. Um, cause last week really, all I did was like work, nap, work, nap, work, nap, eat, sleep. That's it. Um, so my diet remained on point, but, uh, I didn't do anything physically. Like there were days where like, I didn't even walk my dogs. And then I'd, <laughs> I'd, uh, go on a walk with them, take them out, and uh like have to cut the have to cut it short like i'm only doing half of this it's like you know it it gets to you that's the thing i mean it's it's uncomfortable there's pain associated with it and then yesterday i decided to be a hero and do a full walk with him i was like dragging ass on the way home like i barely made it and then i laid down and took a nap for 2 hours so um it kind of beats your ass. It really does. It sucks. And so I'm thinking like, how on earth could I prep through this? I can't. So it's, it's good that it's happening now. Um, and I've got some time to sort this out and figure out. So now it's like the rest of my growth phase is not really so much about growing as much as possible, but it's going to be about managing this and seeing how I can, you know, mitigate symptoms and, and get over it and get it put behind me. So it feels like a massive wasted opportunity. I'm really annoyed about that, but by the same token, could always be worse could always be worse so um yeah it's frustrating i ain't gonna lie but uh it could be worse so um the worst part is well i mean the the worst part is the pain and just like a simple act of like walking up the stairs you're like uh grin and bear it all the way up all the way down um and you just can't do anything that's considered like a normal activity without it really feeling feeling like something that is a lot harder than it should be so um things like training legs I, i can't imagine doing that um even something like training chest and trying to do a dumbbell press, like how do you start a dumbbell press? Well, with it's with the, uh, the dumbbells on your legs before you kick them back up. Um, so that would be a problem. Um, any kind of unpredictable movement, like the worst thing is when I'm walking in the kitchen and I bump into the counter. Um, and before it was like, Oh wow, that sucks. And now it's like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm going to die. Cause you know, it's like your sunburn just got slapped. <laughs> it's, uh, it sucks sucks. So anyway, uh, I'm not going to be whining, bitching and moaning about that. I mean, I realize I have been here for a little bit, but I'm mostly working that out of my system right now. Um, but it's really slowed me down. Um, so like, uh, if you've contacted me through my website, um, you, you, at this point, you've probably gotten a response from me. I think just about everybody has, but it was really slowing me down last week. Um, just cause I was doing bare essentials. It was like doing client check-ins. Um, and that's about it. I didn't really have energy or anything for, for much of anything else. So, um, yeah, really, really a, a bit of an ass kicker. I'm not, I'm not no, one out of 10 would not recommend. Uh, so no, don't, don't do it. If you're, if you're considering contracting shingles, I would strongly advise against it uh, down that path lies only madness. Do not go there. Um, now how How do you uh, prevent that? Yeah, I don't think you can. Uh, Well, I mean, you can get vaccinated for it, but I think you have to be a certain age for that. That's what people keep telling me. I haven't looked into that yet. So I'm going to say age for um, shingles vaccine. Um, Do you have to be, why do you have to be 50 to get the shingles vaccine? Well, there's, there's something. So um, risk of getting it is relatively low among younger people. Screw you. Um, if you had chicken pox as a kid, your risk of getting shingles increases every year you get older. Well, of course it does. That's basic statistics. <sighs> um, okay. Can I get Shingrex? I guess that's the name of it. Shingrex before age 50. Um, hmm. Maybe used in adults age 50 years or older. That doesn't help me. Eh, okay. Well. And this one says, why can't you get it before the age of 60? Well, what is it? <laughs> okay, FDA has approved it for people 50 and older. CDC res- discourages receiving it until after 60. Um, Yeah, I don't know. So I got to talk with my doctor a little bit here. So thus, thus concludes the Darren Starr medical update portion of this podcast. So let's move on. Let's do a couple of uh, quick personal notes just because we're in that space here and then uh, we'll move on. So. You know how my training is going. There you go. That's the update. Um, TV show recommendation. Apple TV for all mankind. I cannot recommend this show highly enough. Um, a buddy of mine posted about it on Facebook. He just wrapped up season two. I remember coming across a trailer for it on YouTube like as an ad sometime back and thinking, like, that looks really cool. And it is far better than I would have expected. We actually signed up for Apple TV just so that I could watch this, and it was worth it. So, um it worth it, it worth it in that, you know, it's under my wife's Apple ID. So she's paying for it. And I don't even know how much it costs, but, um, <laughs> so, so there's that, uh, how cool is this? So without giving any spoilers away because they spoil this in the first 90 seconds of the first episode, the premise is, um, back in 1969, the Soviet union beat the United States to the moon. So it's an alternate history and how does that change things from that specifically focused on the space race and NASA and the astronauts, etc. How would that change things if the US was not the first, um, but then we were playing catch up with the Soviets and we felt like we were at a, uh, you know, potentially a military disadvantage to the Soviets, um, how would that change history? And it's very, very fascinating to watch that alternate history unfold. Plus just the, the storylines of the astronauts and of the other people involved, super compelling, really well written, um, well cast, supremely well acted, um, it's just it's really really awesome to watch. I, I like I said cannot recommend that enough That's what we're watching right now. We finished season one. We're on to season two um, and it, It's super cool. Super cool um, the yard update because people I find it very very weird to say this, but this is hundred percent true people are asking People are asking about the lawn update and what the status is. So the status is um, We just got some mulch delivered uh, earlier in the week which is nice um the yard it's a mix of some grass some dandelions a lot of clover some crabgrass. i mean it's a it's a mess it's a nightmare right but um we had a guy the guy who delivered our mulch actually He's going to come back and aerate and overseed next week. Um, we got our sprinkler system reconnected from winterization. That was just yesterday, so um, I have high hopes. And then, um, only to dash my high hopes, we have a project starting today. There's a lot of stuff going on around here. There's an irrigation project happening, so they're digging a ditch in our front yard and they're digging a ditch in our backyard to fix some drainage issues. So, um, but these guys know what they're doing, and they're going to replace it, so it's not going to look like a complete catastrophic war zone once they're done. Knock on wood. I hope I have high hopes for that. So, um, we'll see how it goes. And so that, that project will be done, um, fix some drainage issues that are causing some issues, which will actually help the grass as well. Um, and then, uh, aerate and overseed next week. And then hopefully he's going to do some fertilizer treatments beyond that. So, uh, I'm, I'm hoping to have some much better updates here. So we'll see how it goes. Um, and then, uh, I think that's it. That's it. That's, that's everything in the world of Darren. And it only took me 16 minutes to get through that. So if you made it this far, well, damn, kudos to you. You are a trooper. So let's mark the tape right here. We are 16 minutes and 10 seconds in. I want to talk about something that has, um, been, uh, kind of a, a growing issue here a little bit. And it's something that's, that's always something that's worth talking about. Um, but lately more so, and that is, um, vacations and bodybuilding. So, uh, traveling, et cetera, while trying to, you know, Pursue physique related goals. I will say that as opposed to while trying to follow a plan, because sometimes the answer is don't. I've talked about this before, but it takes on extra importance now um, that we're starting to consider a post pandemic life. Not like we're out of the woodwork yet, but um, there are options returning that would indicate a post pandemic life. Like, you know, people are vaccinated, they're traveling more. International travel is still tricky, um, and I wouldn't recommend it at this stage just because, uh, you know, the way the CDC has it set up, if you leave the United States, um, you have to have a, uh, you have to have proof of a negative test, um, to reenter the States. So you have to get tested wherever your destination is and it's got to be negative. And if it's positive, you're screwed. You got to quarantine in that other country for 10 to 14 days. Chances are slim, but not slim enough. They're not zero. So, um, You know, I I was hoping to get away for a nice, you know, Cancun vacation or something like that. Uh, But as soon as I found that out, I'm like, no, I mean, slim chances, but non-zero chance. Um, and if I get stuck in, in Mexico and can't work for 10 to 14 days, I'm a hundred percent screwed. So that is, is a, is a complete non-starter. So until the CDC changes those recommendations or requirements, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere out of the country. So I need to make sure I can get back in when it's time to get back in. So instead we're taking a more modest vacation. We're going to Charleston next month. So, um, but it'll be fun. It's not going to be the same, but, uh, it'll still be nice. So, um, but People are, you know, entertaining more of these options and they they are options once again versus, you know, they they weren't for some time So a lot of people have these tricks, you know stacked up like they're they're making up for lost time So i've got a lot of clients who are like, you know, oh, it's vacation time two weeks later. Oh, we're taking another trip three weeks later Oh, we're taking another trip. And I'm like, okay at some point, you know You, you got to make a, a judgment call on what we're doing here with regards to the plan. So um It's always tricky. My perspective as a coach, you know, what I always tell people and they say they will ask me oftentimes is how can I stay on plan through this trip? And I'm like, well, just stay on plan. There you go. It's it's easy. I mean, just staying perfectly on plan is always an option and it's always doable. Um, (laughs) the question is, is it worth it? And is that the right choice? Is that the right thing to do? Like this trip that I'm taking um, next month at Charleston, this is like my pre contest prep trip realistically. Um, so did I ask my coach, how can I follow plan? No, you know, I told my coach, I am not staying on plan this week. I'm not working out. I am not, eating anything that I'm supposed to. I don't care. I'm going to drink whatever the hell I want and I'm getting away and I'm going to have a good time. So, and I'll, we'll, we'll check back in. Once I return, we'll see what we've got to do, but you know, I got to unwind. And part of that for me also is for me, bodybuilding, it's not just a lifestyle, but it's also my career. And so if I'm going on vacation, like I got to get away from that too. Um, because otherwise, it's, it's it's like a 24-7 kind of thing. And if you want to be successful, I think it's, it's good to be there. But at the same time, when you don't have the option, really, of walking away from it, um, like, you know, I, I do my own workouts. I follow my plan. And when I'm not doing that, I'm worrying about other people's workouts and other people's plans. So, yeah, on vacation, I'm not worrying about my own plan at all. I refuse. Uh, you know, I just won't do it, um, which is why during prep, I won't be planning any vacations. In fact, I... I Pick, I picked my show around when I was going to be traveling just so that I wouldn't have to worry about those two conflicting. So the first thing to ask yourself is, you know, is it even appropriate or should it be the goal to stay on plan while you're on vacation? Um, and a lot of that has to do with how consistent you are all the other times, if you're, if you're just struggling to be consistent day to day, like you're at home, you're in your regular routine and you're struggling to consistently follow a diet. I, I you haven't earned any leeway to go off plan when you're on a vacation. So, um, you know, what, as far as food is concerned, you don't need a vacation from that. No, stay on your plan. Keep working out. Absolutely. I mean, I need to push you to kind of change your overall uh, habitual structure more towards being on plan. And that would include vacation in that case. If somebody is robotically consistent all the time, they probably would benefit greatly from learning how to be off plan a little bit. So there isn't a right answer for this. It's different for everybody. Um, some people are like, they're, they're barely on plan. They're barely hanging on. It's a real struggle to do it. Um, but, and then they, they aren't always successful with it. I'm like, we got to keep working at it. We got to make it so that this isn't such an ordeal to stay on plan. Like it's got to just be easier, you know, easier to stay on plan. Um, so that you can withstand a little bit of challenge coming in, you know, some circumstances that are maybe seem like they're trying to pull you off plan a little bit, and you can stay the course with it. Once you can do that, and then you bring together, you know, a few good weeks, a couple good months in a row, you know, a good year where you're largely on plan and just, you know, not really stressing it so much. At that point, I'm like, all right, cool. We, we've earned our stripes now, you know, and at that point, also, you're, you're, metabolic capacity has changed a little bit where you can go off plan for five or six days and not really take a big hit the more consistent you are day to day long term and the easier it is for you to be consistent the more you set yourself up for success um, and w- what a lot of that comes down to is don't fight being on plan. You know, you're know, you doing this voluntarily. So if you can't enjoy the process, if it's just entirely about the results, it's always going to be very temporary. And um, your ability to weather uh, stretches off plan is going to be diminished as well. So just buy into the process, you know, if you enjoy the process, the results come automatically at that point. So, because if you buy into the process, that means you're following the plan, means you're enjoying the plan. Um, your body is less stressed. So you're not stressed out about following the plan or anything. Cause that doesn't help anything at all. Like you just go with it. Just go with the flow and enjoy it and have a good time with it. Um, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a journey. It's not all about the end result, but it's about the process that you take to get there. So now that being said, as I mentioned, it's, the, the answer is different for everybody about what you should do on vacation. But the thing is, like, have, what, what I want everybody to go into this with is, is some realistic expectations. If you go into vacation and you're going to go off plan, you can't whine about coming back up six, seven, eight, nine pounds. Like, you went off plan. You know, that's fine. Now we clean it up. Um, So you you can't complain about that. You've got to know that there's there's probably some cause and effect there. You know, Um, that being said with me, when I've done this in the past, just because I am really consistent on a day to day basis throughout the course of a year, I am very consistent. Um, I'm not perfect, but I'm very consistent. Um, So I can go on a trip where I really I just give a middle finger to the plan. I'm like, I don't care at all. Screw you and come back and be within one, one and a half pounds of where I was before um, is a little softer. Everything kind of bounces back to normal within three or four days. So, um, that That should be kind of the expectation for for everybody here, and what you want to do is get yourself to a place where you can do that through long term consistency um those those boring weeks when you 're just grinding things out at home, make it easy you know work as hard as you can, make it simple you know make it sustainable, and just rack those we just you know pull those days off the calendar, mark those days off, and continue uh continue pushing for it you know that, that's that's what you need to do so um but have a plan. And, uh, also it's, it's about working, uh, those trips around the phases that you're in. So it's like, Hey, we're going to travel. Okay, well, cool. If you're going to travel and you're going to go off plan for all of these trips and you've been relatively consistent. So that's, that's earned. That's fine probably not the best time to continue trying to be in a phase where you're trying to shed body fat, you know, because you really need to be more consistent. And if you have, you know, three, four and five day stretches where your whole plan gets interrupted every few weeks, that's that's no way to do it. That's uh, you're going to, you're working way too hard for uh, not enough results at that point. So I would strongly discourage that. So have a plan in place as far as how you tackle that big picture. What are you looking at? talk with your coach. If that's me, talk with me and develop a strategy, um, looking ahead longer term for how to handle that kind of stuff. So that would be my recommendation there. Um, so now there's one other thing that I want to talk about here today, but first Hey, everybody. Uh, Allow me to interrupt myself briefly and just say thank you again for listening. I would love for you to take this episode, share it on social media, tag me there on Instagram at Darren underscore star in your posts and in your stories. Um, And leave reviews wherever you can, wherever you listen to this. If the uh, service allows you to leave a review and a rating, do it. I'd forever be appreciative. Um, Also, call in and leave a question. Uh, Our voicemail line is always open here. The number... Uh, If you're ready to write it down, are you ready? 865-518-2974. If you want to be featured in an upcoming episode, let me know. Uh, Call in, leave a message there, and give me something to talk about. Also, this podcast is sponsored by me. Uh, 5starphysique.com is my business. It uh, features coaching for contest prep or just general non-competitive body transformation as well. I like to go a little bit deeper, a little beyond the surface, beyond just plan writing, uh, and focus on what is preventing you from being successful. And then once we have that figured out, hammer the other stuff really hard and get you to fulfill your potential um, if you're not looking for coaching but you're just looking for like hey I need something to do in the gym I have workout plans available you can go and browse those online you can read about coaching if you go to FiveStarPhysique.com. that's start with 2 R's 5 spelled out F-I-V-E you can click on coaching you can click on workout plans read about everything there and if you have questions of course just click on contact and hit me up there that's probably the best way to get a hold of me now Where was I before I was so rudely interrupted? Oh yeah, let's go back. Okay. Glad we got that out of the way. What's our timestamp at right now? Somebody marked the tape 2735. Cool. So, um, a quick conversation is due here about progress photos and about posing for them. And this is another thing we've talked about in the past, but it's worth revisiting just because, um, it seems like every day I'm having this conversation with somebody. It seems like I'm having this conversation with somebody every day because I am, <laughs> um, and I talk about this, uh, on my page. Like when you, when you sign up to work with me, um, I, I go over like progress photo guidelines. I give you examples and tell you what to do and what not to do. And some people, you know, they're reading that, but they're also worried about other stuff. Like they, there's an assessment form they got to fill out and they're like picks. Okay, cool. And a lot of it is focused. A lot of my instructions is focused on, you know, placement, lighting, etc. And then there's notes about posing in there as well. And, um, Invariably, those are the things where people are like, eh, okay, I'm just gonna stand in front of the camera. That's good enough Especially people who aren't looking to compete and so um I should should post a gallery of all of the weird poses that I get from people um, that are not anything like what I ask for at all, with arms going in all kinds of weird directions, legs doing all kinds of weird stuff as well. Um, I haven't had anybody post their pics um, inverted doing handstands yet, but it's coming. It'll happen eventually probably. So, um, Just weird. It's like, look at the poses that I'm asking for. Hold on. Look at yours. Do you see any differences here? Like this one is standing fairly normal, straight, head on. You you are here now. You got your arms overhead. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and some people, you know, they've, they've worked with a coach before in the past. They've taken other progress picks. Maybe um, they've done it a different way. So maybe they're used to doing it a certain way. I always give people the benefit of the doubt. That's fine. But that's not what I want. So what I'm always looking for are stage quarter turns. I don't care if you compete or not. Now the, the quality and accuracy with which you hit that pose is, you know, flexible. Um, if you're looking to compete and it's, it's clear that you don't have the body coordination to, to hit the pose correctly. We're going to talk about that from a very early time. If you're not looking to compete and you're missing that body coordination, I don't care for purposes of the photos, but you always need to focus on improving that body coordination, that mind muscle connection, that muscular awareness. So the more coordinated you are, um, and I'm not talking about your ability to walk on a balance beam or anything like that, but the more you can think about a muscle and activate it, um, you're going to make it show up in the pose. Great. Um, But it also means you're that tells me that you can activate it better in the gym as well. That's what really matters. So, um, the, the best example of this is flare your lats. And I'm going to tell you probably about 30% of the people that I work with or less can flare their lats properly without practice. Um, actually without practice, I would say 15% Realistic, It's very rare. It's uncommon to find somebody who can do it without really, really practicing it. um, and some people, I've worked with people that honestly never get it. They, they never figure it out, um, which is frustrating for everybody. But also, if you never figure it out, I promise you, it's because you're not practicing it enough. It's because the only time you go to practice it is in the two or three minutes right before you take your progress picks and you realize, oh, crap, I haven't practiced this. If you work on it, it's one of those things that is a skill, you will learn it. But you got you to gotta work on it outside of you know that time when you need to demonstrate it. It's like you know if you're playing a sport um you don't only practice for the sport during a game right that's why you have practice as well you've got to you got to practice this outside of that time so um so this isn't about necessarily tips for how to do it you know if you if you want tips on how to flare your lats properly um go to youtube and just type in how to flare your lats and start watching videos there's all kinds of good ones out there all kinds of good tips um it's a different path for everybody. Like there's so many different strategies and techniques that people employ to make it work. Um, I haven't found one that's any more effective than others necessarily. So just go and watch a bunch of videos and see if one, one of those clicks with you. Um, but working on that and making sure that you're posing correctly. And by that, I mean, like, you know, go, go and type in, you know, bodybuilding quarter turns. I don't care if you're man, woman, whatever, it doesn't matter. Bodybuilding quarter turns, whether it's on YouTube or you're doing a Google image search or whatever, look for it. Look at what those poses look like. You're standing there, feet kind of together arms spaced out from your torso a little bit because we want to be able to easily identify your waist, look at your V taper, check out your lats, um, side pose, everything sucked in feet together, the torso twisted a little bit. We're able to see that back shoulder back pose, same as the front, just turned around the other way. And then side pose mirror image of the first side pose. So really you've got two poses, a front and a side. And then your back pose poses, same thing, just turned around your side pose, just mirrored the other way. So you've really got two poses to learn, but the reason why they do those in um bodybuilding for quarter turns is because they give the best overall idea of where your physique is at so that's why those are the poses that i want to see regardless of whether you're competing or not you put your arms overhead i can't tell what your lat development looks like you know i can see your serratus more but you know if you hit the front post correctly i can see them there too so um those poses are standard for a reason Um, and that's what I want to see in progress picks just bodybuilding quarter turns. Look those up I provide samples on my website for those as well. So for For people who are are looking to sign up for coaching and they want to start in on that Um, you know, I I give you samples right there and you know I I divide it out into categories like men who are looking to compete male non-competitors Female competitors female non-competitors. One thing that's consistent is there's always quarter turns So, um, and the trick about that is they aren't mug shots. You're not just standing there like on those poses if the camera can see it, you're going to flex it. But in that pose, that's the important thing. So, um, I get a lot of things that are like front double bicep, back double bicep. I'm like, Nope, don't care about that. I really don't. Um, because Nobody can hit a front double bicep and a back double bicep pose correctly um, while engaging their lats. And it's much more important to get your back and shoulders engaged than it is to, to show off your bicep peaks. I don't care about that. I want to see your, your lats and shoulders get engaged first. So it's it's worth practicing that. It really is. So this is just your public service announcement. Practice your posing. It doesn't have to be perfect, but if you can get your lats flared, that's a key thing get your lats flared It gets your get your quads engaged on the front pose get your midsection pulled in nice and tight on all poses But especially the side pose Um, Focus on getting your hamstrings flexed on the back pose with straight legs. That's a trick That's another one that can be a little challenging to pull off. Can you flex your hamstrings and your glutes together excuse me, that, that's a trick because oftentimes you can do one or the other, but it's hard to get both together just because there's a lot to think about. It's a lot of muscle to try and manipulate all at once. So if you can do those things, you're well on your way. You're well on your way. So, but it's, it's worth trying regardless of what your goals are because the benefits that you can reap from um, developing that coordination and getting better mind muscle connection on everything is huge. Like that has a direct translation to how effective your workouts can be. So, um, why would you not want to do that? Um, so, and I, I can tell you, you look at photos and what everybody wants to do on the back poses. They pull their shoulders back and flex their traps. I'm like, yeah, but show me some width, show me the lats engaged. Let me see what that looks like. And that's when everybody's brain starts to like scramble and explode. It's like they, they can't process how to make that work. So that's why watching those videos, how to flare your lats, look at that kind of stuff. That's just, an absolute goldmine. Once you do that, I guarantee you the next time you do a lap pull down or a seated row or something like that, you're going to feel it differently. And you're going to be like, Oh, okay, cool. Um, it's very, very uncommon to see somebody who has a really well-developed back that can't pose it. Um, similarly, it's, it's less common also to see somebody who can really, really pose and really flare those lats out and doesn't have much to show for it. There's a pretty direct correlation between those. So, that is, uh, that is the end of my sermon for today. That, that's it. So uh, <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot else. I am, as I mentioned, I am fatigued. I just wanted to get something put out there today. Um, just cause it was overdue. So, um, I'm still in the business of looking for, um, interview candidates. Um, I've gotten amazingly few suggestions from people, I think like one realistically. So, um, I would love to uh, love to see more recommendations for people that uh, I should reach out to, to see if they want to be interviewed. I'm going to extend an olive branch to a few people um, that I think might have something to contribute as well. Um, But if you have ideas for me, um, great shoot it on over. And as I mentioned before, if you can make an introduction all the better. So, um, and as far as, uh, this podcast goes, once again, I appreciate you listening. Tell your friends, leave a review online, share, uh, the episodes, tag me in them. Um, Um, as we have guests tag my guests as well, we're gonna be seeing more and more of those. I'm going to try and make that kind of a, a regular thing as opposed to, um, Kelly, who was here last episode. I think she was like my fourth guest all time in 180 episodes. So we're going to be stepping that up a little bit. So Um, And these will be on YouTube as well. If there's no guest involved, it's just going to be audio only. But uh, nonetheless, that is another way you can listen to it rather than just a podcast service. So that is it. I uh, appreciate everyone hanging out here and putting up with my rambling for the first 15 minutes here. But we got to some stuff eventually. Topic ideas, hit me up. Um, Voicemails. um, Since since coming back from the hiatus, I have received zero voicemail calls from anybody. So if you call up and just... want to cuss me out you know what you'll probably get you'll probably get put on here realistically um, so 865-518-2974 check out the drop set.com the numbers posted there um, all kinds of stuff there you can see the episode archive and check out the rest of my website from there too so um, yeah so i appreciate you hanging out with me thank you uh, we'll be back i don't know maybe as early as friday we'll see how it goes um, if you can topic ideas shoot those over as well social media instagram at darren underscore star email me, Darren, at fivestarfitness.com. Those are the best ways to get a hold of me.